Do you feel like it's impossible to cut your debt in half? Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and trapped by your student loan debt or don't even know where to start? We have the event for you. We have collaborated with Pre-PC Grind, Casey and Joseph to host the most epic event for SPTs and Pre-PTs to come together from around the world all in one place. We are bringing to you the Halfway to Debt-Free Virtual Summit. You can check it out at Halfway to Debt-Free. That's Halfway T-O debtfree.com. Use the code at checkout to get a massive discount on your ticket to the virtual event. We'll see you August 2nd, 2020 at 10 a.m. Eastern. Can't wait to see you all there. Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah, and we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt-free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, and what you are about to hear is a replay from when we did the Restart Roundtable with six incredible SPTs and PT, and we are so excited to share this all with you. It was streamed on our Student Physical Therapist Facebook page, so if you want to check it out in person with all of us, you can watch it there and hear it right here. Enjoy this episode about restarting PT school. If you're like, I want to go listen to this or watch this, go to the Student Physical Therapist Network. That is our Facebook page. Request to join. We will get you in there so you can see all these lovely ladies. I think this is important to bring this up now during a pandemic because we did this pre-pandemic. We recorded this pre-COVID. And I think especially now, there are a lot of you who feel like you're not getting the PT education you signed up for, you wish you were in the classroom, you're missing out clinicals or lecture or labs or whatever it may be, it, whatever it may be and you're, you're having these thoughts of, do I want to continue on this path during the pandemic or do I want to take a year off? and come back later. Is that even possible? What does this even look like? And of course, during the pandemic, it's going to be different and it's going to be different for every program, but we want to give you guys this so you can hear the stories of these ladies who have gone through their own journeys of restarting in a totally different time. Enjoy the episode. So welcome everyone. Thank you all so much for joining tonight's roundtable, and we are so excited to uh, to be here. And we want to thank all of you for coming on. Let's get started. And um, so what what we're going to talk about tonight is everyone's restart journeys, and we um, we're really excited to just have all of you here. And if you have questions as we're going through this, um, let us know, and I will be checking. Um, but if you have any questions for Kelsey, Paige, Christine, Drew, Chloe, or Jordan, then you can uh, ask and let's get started. So Kelsey, if you can describe, uh, first of all, your 
your research journey and how you started to where you are today. All right, so I started in the fall of 2018 with my class. Um, there were 53 of us to start and the semester was going really well and I thought I was fine. And then just an unfortunate series of events, I ended up getting really sick right before finals and ended up um, failing a couple of my finals. So I ended my semester with two C's, which uh, is not allowed in my program. And there was actually five of us that semester who uh, finished the semester uh, with grades that were not acceptable for the program. Um, and unfortunately, I was not given the right notification by the uh, school itself. So I just thought I was on probation and reached out to my advisor. Um, and she then replied back with the head of the department um, saying, we're so sorry, you're not on probation. You have been suspended from the program. And um, the head of the program ended up calling me and I had a really good conversation with her about my options, which was to appeal and ask to continue with the program. But by doing that, I would have to bring my GPA all the way up to a 3.0 in the next semester, which was going to be really hard. Um, or I was given the option to, you know, request a restart. So um, based off of my GPA and talking it through with you know, family and the, you know, department and everything, I decided to uh, apply for a restart and sent in my letter. And then I got to start over with a new class um, this last fall. And it's been really great, just, you know, whole new class. I sort of, you know, kicked the ball rolling, you know, before I even got started. And, you know, really connected. I ended up getting um, very connected with my advisor and with other classmates and used the GAs a whole bunch more than I did first time around and just, you know, tried to do everything I could to be successful. And I feel like overall, it's made me a better student. And, you know, in the long run, I think I'll be a better PT because I actually understand everything this time rather than you know, struggling through it. That's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing. And we're going to get into the appeal process once we get through uh, everyone so far. And Paige, if you want to share your story as well. Yeah. Um, so I started in fall of 2017 um, and my starting class was 45. Um, so I'm a little bit different in how I went about my restart process. I started fall semester gung-ho really excited to start PT school because I was part of a three plus three program um, but I was running cross-country for the university that I was at because I was still technically an undergrad um, and then I was also working on campus with the custodians at 5 a.m. so I had really long days and I wasn't I don't know, I guess I wasn't giving as much time to my studies as I'd like to. Um, and eventually it got to the point where my exam scores were not reflecting my knowledge. And I started talking to my advisor and the chair of my program 
like a month before finals. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. I go over my exams. I talk to tutors and I'm just not, I'm not going to make it. Um, because at this point I was at risk for three C's, which is maximum that you can get in the entire program. So I decided to leave entirely um, two weeks before finals. I had to take, well, I taught, was talking to the chair of the program and my advisor so far in advance. They told me I had the option to withdraw and that they would save me a seat in the next year to restart. So that was a gift really. But that also meant I had nine months off from school when I'd never had that much time off of school before. Um, but I made it work. I gained some experience and I came back the next fall with a new cohort and it was nerve wracking at first. Um, but it was nice because there, I wasn't the only one from my previous class coming in. So it was nice to know that we had like friends <laughs> while we got to know this new class. Um, and now I just finished my second year and going into my last year. So I've grown so much and I just feel like I understand things so much more and I know um, who I can talk to. I feel like that's the most important part. I love that so much. And oh, it makes me so happy. You are a third year, like that's amazing. And it's, it's an incredible feeling. And actually, um, so to the classmate who uh, started with you, we'll, uh, we'll go to Christine next. Um, so with Paige, I started in the fall of 2017 uh, with a cohort of 45 people. Um, and we are not the only ones that restarted and we lost quite a few people from that class. I had knee surgery the summer before. So between our like third and fourth year, so the begin like the end of undergrad and the beginning of that first year of PT school, I had um, like a pretty major knee surgery, which I didn't like recognize how major it was because I had, um, I had initially, like I dislocated and fractured my patella way back freshman year of high school. And it was just a chronic sublux situation. And so I had it, um, an MPFL reconstruction, I had tibial tubercle osteotomy, and it had um, an arthroscopy. So I had a lot done, and there was a lot of trauma to my knee. And I was going to PT, and like the PT I saw happened to be an alum of the same program, but from like several years before. So I was like all gung-ho, really excited, and she's like telling me about the professors that she knew were still there, some of our like longtime professors that have they're just like the heart and soul of the program. I was not like mentally ready. I didn't have an outlet for my stress because every time I would do stuff, my knee hurt. And I got to the point where I felt like I plateaued in my rehab. And I hope no one ever, 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 ever feels like that, that I treat. I hope no one ever feels like that because it's a horrible feeling um, because I felt like I couldn't do anything about it. And so I ended the fall semester with two C's and I ended and then went on. We had, a, we had a winter term that was like two intense weeks. Um, I did well in those because they were like, there were a lot of lab and lecture and it was just, it was only two classes I had to focus on. Um, and then spring semester rolled around and I like thought I was starting to get it for like a couple classes. Um, I was like kind of getting better at asking for help, but still not really good at asking for help. And 
And I almost ended that semester with three C's, but instead I ended it with two C's. But that still put me over the limit of three C's allowed. So, um, and I also thought that I was going to have a second knee surgery that following summer, which added stress into my spring semester. So I was scheduled to go on my first clinical the Monday following graduation in the spring of 2018. But instead, the Sunday morning after graduation, I received an email from the chair of the program telling me that I was dismissed. And that was, I didn't know what to do. It didn't, it didn't feel real. Nothing felt real. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. It felt like the bachelor's I just received meant nothing. I appealed twice. And on my second appeal, I was able to get back in. I'll save that the appeal talk for later. And it's been a long road, but I took that summer and I really focused on rehabbing my knee because what I did learn in that first full year, I learned enough to know what I needed to do at the gym, what I needed to do to give myself more strength and, um, and work on my, like my mental health, my emotions and getting more in touch with myself. And I'm definitely a better student because of it. And I know I'm going to be a better PT because of it all. Oh, that's incredible. It's especially when something, you know, traumatic, like your knee and just, you know, processing everything. Um, and like you said, like feeling like the bachelor's, you know, it, in the moment, it didn't mean, um, it didn't mean much. And I, I'm so excited. Um, so excited for everyone here, but I'm so excited for you and how your, how your journey is right now. Like, Oh, no words. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's so good so far, but, um, we're going to go into the appeal process in a little bit. So Drew, let's hear your story. So, um, I entered sometime at 2017, we're going to say, mm-hmm. um, I started the program and we had anatomy. The first semester it was a struggle, huge transition from like undergrad anatomy, which I took my freshman year of college, which was in 2009. And then not being an actual school, I was like taking prereqs and working. So that was different. But being in anatomy here, I was like a struggle. And I was like, skating by almost like getting help, but like, not as I wasn't studying like I should have. And so um, I passed the summer semester coming in. And um, then we had foundations and that was the beast that broke the camel's back. And um, foundations was rough for me. It was like a struggle all the way through. I don't know what it was about the biomechanics, but I just couldn't get it the first time around. Um, So yeah, I did not pass foundations. um, And we were our first cohort in our program. So um, there wasn't really a way for like, to make it up immediately or anything like that. So um, like Paige, I had to wait nine months and Christine, nine months um, and was just basically waiting the nine months for the class to be offered again. So I didn't have to restart the entire program. They let us like keep the credits that we had, but um, I still had to take foundations over and wait for the next cohort to come. So when that came, of course, all the anxieties of who the heck are these people? Are they gonna judge me? I don't know what to do, but I'm here to get a degree. So here we are. Um, I was also in a state of coming in with somebody else. So that was a blessing in disguise that we were both anxious, but we got to 
hang on to each other real tight. So that was fine. Um, and so, yeah, we just basically started in 2018 and then um, continued our way through. Luckily, the cohort that we joined was amazing. So they've been an amazing support system this whole time. So that's been awesome. And yeah, here we are entering our third year of physical therapy school. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is ah, so just so exciting. And you know, going in like like you said um, with Christina and Paige and Drew, it's like a blessing in disguise, especially when you know there's other people from your previous cohort who are restarting with you, and you have them, and you just have that, uh, you know, closer relationship with them because, um, you're going through this together and you don't feel like when you go see your new cohort, you're like, I really don't know anybody. I know you. So we're going to partner up for everything. So Not to say like yeah. for people starting by themselves, like stay motivated, yeah. you know, you just never know. Cause I was in a cohort and they ended up being great. So you just never know. Keep an open mind. Don't try to go study by yourself because that's not how physical therapy school works. Exactly. That's so true though. But thank you so much for sharing. And Chloe, if you'd like to share, that would be great. Sure. Uh, so I'll give you guys this the sweet, short and sweet version. <laughs> um, so my PT journey was a long one. Um, Should have finished in three years, finished in four and a half because my first year I, um, I went in super gung ho because it took me two application cycles to get in. I was like ready to go when I finally got in. So, um, I took off running. I was president of my class. I was involved in everything. Um, that lasted for about a semester where PT school is my whole life. And I didn't really hang out with friends. Like I'd study with them. And that was all we did. Cause we also had medical school with our, um, program as well. So it was a lot on top of just regular PT classes. Um, and then I still remember the day it was spring semester, March 23rd, 2016. <laughs> so a while ago, but, um, yeah, so back then, and I basically was like, I'm so burned out. Like my mental health took a hit. I was taking on so much, um, that I I'll talk about like it more in detail later, but I went to my advisor and I was like, I need a break. Like I can't do this anymore. Um, so I kind of went through that whole process, took the nine months ish or six months. I can't do math, but took those couple months, um, restarted with the new cohort. There was two other people from my previous class that started with me and it was great. Like I kind of just jumped in and people rely on you when you restart the program, they like ask you all those questions and you have a lot of study buddies, <laughs> which is great when you restart. So, you know, and then I went through the three years and I just graduated May 7th. So last week, woohoo. Um, and then briefly like this past year, um, uh, during my last clinical, I was supposed to graduate last summer and I went through a really, really tough clinical. Um, it was an acute care. I was supposed to be done. Like it was week 12 or 14, but my CI and I had a very tumultuous relationship. She talked down to me and I had already struggled with like mental health, but when someone's like bashing you every day and like is telling you you're going to fail from week one, there is no way to come back from that. And I reached out to school and the professor who was handling stuff for Clinette at the time, um, didn't handle it the best way and kind of turned it against me and believed my CI, even though I like documented it and said like, Hey, I'm struggling and like reached out multiple times. Um, so they pulled me from clinic. 
um, week 12 out of 14, right before graduation. And my CI knew like I had family flying it, like all these things, you know? Um, so I was told I wasn't able to walk. And then like a week and a half before graduation, I was told I was able to walk. So everybody booked flights and came down. I still walked and then took this one year journey of restarting. Um, and I finished my clinical was did everything. And now I'm back home in Chicago and started healthy digital, which is super fun. So yeah, I mean, everything happens for a reason. So I think everything kind of culminates and it leads you right where you're supposed to be. So true. And, you know, you're right. Like, although this journey, it's, it's a winding journey, but you are where you're supposed to be. And, you know, this, this all happened for a better, you know, a better reason to where you are today. And that's amazing. And so glad like you're, you graduated. That's amazing. So shout out to class of 2020 and Jordine. Hi, I just want to start by saying that, like, just because we all restarted doesn't necessarily mean that's like a reflection of how bad our program is or anything like that. Cause it's really like everybody, um, or the people who have restarted restart for very different reasons, as you can see so far. Um, some are medical, some are like mental health, some just straight up leave because, uh, they think PT is not for them anymore. And that's totally understandable. Um, for me, I graduated with my bachelor's May, 2017, started PT school fall, 2017. Um, since the beginning of PT school, I was just like, uh, study till you make it and um, like barely passing classes um, with B's for some of them. Um, and after the fall semester, a lot of people in my cohort uh, had to leave or had to leave um, for several reasons, but I still stayed um, and I stayed strong until summer 2019. Um, and that was when um, I think it really started with grades. Um, so basically what happened was I failed a midterm, I failed the practical. So I talked to the professor of that class and he was saying um, like, talk to the Dean, like figure out what you need to do. And at this time when um, you have these grades that don't necessarily reflect your knowledge, um, you kind of start to doubt yourself and um, anxiety started uh, coming up and I've never really experienced anxiety um, in this way of like, it affected my appetite, it affected like stress levels more than ever before. So um, yeah, so I, I, I was already failing one class and then there was another class that I was pretty much on the brink of failing. So after talking to um, our program chair, um, I decided that I needed to take a break and leave. Um, I did finish out the semester um, with the two classes that I was still in and I did fine in those. Um, but pretty much I took a nine month break. I went to counseling. I started observing at a clinic. I um, kind of studied um, here and there, like looked in the, MPTE score builders book for a bit and like looked at my old notes and um yeah um and I took that nine month break which is a long time but I just started um classes two weeks ago we're in our second week um so it's weird to say I'm in my second year still so it's I'm 
I'm like a, an extended second year student basically. Um, and right now I'm only taking the two classes that I need to retake, um, which actually considering the whole like pandemic going on, I consider it a blessing in disguise that I'm, that I did have this nine month long break because then I didn't have to worry about like uh, clinical rotations being postponed and things like that. Um, I don't have to worry about uh, graduation per se and like taking the boards right now, which personally I'm fine by that. Um, and it is unfortunate for uh, the classes that are graduating this year, but for me, like I consider it a blessing in disguise. And right now online learning is great right now. Um, and I have all the time in the world to manage. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, restarting like, and only like having two classes right now, that's, that's great. Like you said, and especially being online, I mean, with this online transition, traditional classroom to now, like, it's great that we have, you know, more time. And sometimes that time is, you know, you're like, oh, what do I do? Because I've finished everything, um, classwork and uh, otherwise, but that's amazing. And so glad that this is a blessing in disguise. Um, and now, so uh, transitioning into the appeal process, because I know everybody had a different experience with, um, you know, some people might know, might not know for their programs, like, you know, what is the appeal process? So Kelsey, let's circle back. And if you want to describe more of how that was for you and the different, uh, like, components there were to uh, like start to finish with the process. Okay, so my appeal process was actually um, pretty simple compared to a lot of people's um, because I just had to write a letter to the dean of the college um, through and also send it to the head of my program. Um, and so then the you know, a letter explaining sort of my situation and, you know, what I would do um, to, you know, be successful the next time around um, and, you know, explaining how much I really wanted, um, you know, this degree. And, you know, I really sort of poured my heart out in that letter and let them know, like, I have wanted to do this forever and please, like, if you gave me the option, I will do everything in my power to, um, you know, make it, make it work. Um, and it was reviewed by um, the head of the department and a group of teachers are on um, some sort of board that, you know, they all meet, they look over grades and make decisions about the program. So they all met um, and reviewed the letter. And because luckily I had some of those teachers, you know, as faculty members, they knew me as a student. So I know like that was also very helpful because they, you know, I wasn't just a piece of paper. I was like an actual student to them. Um, and so they all met. And then, gosh, I think that was like the longest wait of my life was waiting for that letter. It was worse than like waiting to get into PT school because I just was so stressed. Um, and what was funny is I had been at my apartment and like waiting and I checked the mail every single day for that letter. And then I left for like, you know, a couple weeks. And the day I left, my roommate texts me and she goes, 
your letter arrived. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Um, so yeah, no, they sent me a letter letting me know. And um, for me going back, they gave me certain parameters and, you know, things that I had to do um, as, you know, accepting a restart. And yeah, so mine was pretty simple. Yeah, that wait time. I mean, like the day that you left, I'm glad that someone was there to to open it and tell you, you know, this is what it was. And um and just going through that. So it's, I don't, we'll get into um, everyone, but the appeal pro or the wait process seems like it, it varies, um, especially when it's being sent in the mail and it's not just an email automatically telling you the decision. Uh, but uh, so glad that, you know, it, it went well. And especially just, you know, writing a letter to show um, you know, who you are and why you, you know, why you are meant to be in the program and to become a physical therapist. So I think that's amazing. And Paige, how, I know Paige and Christine, I don't know if your processes were similar or a little bit different. So Paige, I'll let you start first. Okay. So I didn't actually have to appeal because I didn't finish the semester. Um, I just had to do like the withdrawal paperwork and it was like I guess an understanding between the chair of my program and myself and my advisor that I was coming back um, she did want me to email her say, confirming that I was coming back by April I think um, before they graduated and all of that so um, mine was super simple there uh, just because I guess I was ahead of the curve kind of. <laughs> I took care of the problem before it became um, more difficult, but that's all I had to do, thankfully. Got it. And then when you came back, did you have to uh, like meet weekly with your advisor or you just started, um, you know, normally? Um, I just started normally. I took initiative, like I was in therapy weekly and I met with my advisor um, bi-weekly, just like checking in and seeing how things are going. And if I got super stressed, then I would um, just walk in and be like, okay, this is what's happening. Um, I think I can figure it out, but I just want you to know. Um, she's been super supportive. That's great. And uh, advisors, I mean, especially when you have one who you can talk to and they're there for you 100%, there's always, a f you know, one or a few um, professors who will vouch for you like hundred percent. And that's amazing that you had that, um, you know, relationship too. And Christine. who Okay. So my appeal story is a smidge longer than pages. <laughs> um, so as I said, I got my dismissal, like right after graduation. Um, and I emailed my advisor, I think like immediately. And I was like, what do I do? Because I had no idea what to do, where to start how any of it worked because I think in the dismissal letter, it said I could like choose to do so blah, blah, blah. And then um, I could choose to appeal and yada, yada. I don't remember what it said. It's kind of blocked out. Um, <laughs> um, so I appealed to the chair of the program and I believe that that was like a decision made with the chair and the faculty of the program. I'm not exactly sure how all of the details of that work and that appeal was not granted so 
that was really rough because then I was starting to question what I was supposed to do. Um, is this what I meant to do? And at this point, I'd already, um, I had, was in the process of starting to go to therapy, um, which is something that I'm really, really grateful that I started. Um, and so I talked to my advisor again and I was like, okay, what do we do? How can we, how can I make this better? And I actually, because where I'm from and where our university is, it's an hour drive for me. Um, so I was back home for that, for the summer. And I was like doing my usual summer. Well, I hadn't even gone back to work yet because I was still too like, just <laughs> devastated from everything. And I don't know what that noise was. Um, <laughs> um, so I went up and I met with my advisor in person. And like, I went into like the PT student handbook. I went online, looked at like the university's website because I was trying to figure out like, if there was like a loophole because there was, there, there was like a weird thing about like, they might give exceptions if, you know, one of the C's was gross anatomy because it was a really big bulk of the credits. And, and then we ultimately figured out that that wasn't gonna, that like, wasn't a good arguing standpoint. Um, but I poured my heart into my letter and I ultimately think the second letter was a lot better. And obviously it was, cause I'm here. Um, my second letter, I, kind of poured my heart out about um, like my knee issues. And my advisor kind of told me that they seemed to think like my knee was maybe still going to be an issue for me if I restarted. And so I made it very clear in the next one that I had a solid plan to figure out how to make that better. And I, I talked about how I was going to, going to go to therapy, discuss um, testing accommodations because my testing was not going well at all. Um, and I basically like laid out the steps that I was going to take um, between, like I said, that I would be try to meet with my advisor every week. Um, I met with someone in the Center for Student Success at our university, and I meet with her pretty regularly, too. Um, I was going to take um, more advantage of the tutors and stuff like that. And um, what was the other things? Um, and then the whole... Um, so when they granted my appeal, my second appeal, which I had to appeal to the dean, which was even more nerve wracking because this person doesn't know me and I didn't know how that process was going to go. So I was really, really nervous when I got that letter in the mail and I had to sign for the letter so that, that they knew that I got it. And we weren't home when it arrived at my house. So I had to go to the post office the next day and go pick it up and sign for it. <laughs> I was like, and I was a whole, I was like home alone. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what if this doesn't let me back in? Um, so that was, that was an emotional day. Um, and so they allowed me back in. I was able to re retake the classes that I got season. Um, and also when I restarted the curriculum changed. So, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> So the curriculum changed. So like there was a couple classes I wouldn't have really needed to retake, but because of the way they mashed up some classes, I still had to retake them anyway. Um, but they also moved anatomy to be an all August course. So I had between beginning of May of 2018 and August 1st to get my crap together enough to be able to restart. And that was a lot. 
Um, so I'm really grateful that I had Paige during that time because we were like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and so we were like, we just like went into anatomy, like gung ho, like, all right, we know this. But we like were able to be like, OK, I remember we talked about this in that class and like things like that. And that was a blessing. And my advisor knew me as a student, too. So that really helped the whole process. And any time I was like really struggling last year in that first year of restarting. And even now, like anytime, like something doesn't go well, my advisor's like, I will fight for you to stay here. I know there's people that will fight for you to stay here. And, and, and just, um, it's just been a huge blessing in disguise. Definitely doesn't feel like it for the first several months. Definitely cried a lot telling my story for a long time. I'm probably not alone on that. <laughs> um, and that is my very long-winded appeal process. <laughs> oh my God. Can I pop in here? Cause I can't stay long. You Thanks all are so amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Like hearts out to all of you for even coming on here. I'm literally blown away every time I hear your podcast episodes or we get messages from students because they heard one of your episodes and they're like, because somebody else shared about restarting, like they felt good about moving forward with the process, even though it was scary, even though no one else they knew was going through it, even though like now they have to reintegrate with another class and do everything over again. And it's scary. Um, they feel courage because you ladies shared your stories. So I just want to say that and I'll stop interrupting. I'll continue on with you. What <laughs> the question was. <laughs> okay, Drew. How was the process for you? Mine was pretty short. I almost, while they were talking, I was like, what was my appeal process? But <laughs> I was like, did I have one? But I had to have had one, right? Okay, so um, honestly, I feel like, so my advisor is also our program director. So that's pretty awesome. And um, he is like family at this point to me. Um, during my nine month hiatus, I actually worked for his wife at her private practice. And so that was nice to be able to be in like, see the managerial standpoint of a private practice. Um, but yeah, I definitely can feel with Christine on her random noise. Cause that was me. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we need all the sound effects at this point because that whole process was like, Wait, so like what? Like you told me to go through all of PT cast and then I can't even make it? Like pause, I have a lot of questions. So anyways, moving on. Um, so I think I checked the box that said, yes, I wanna continue and signed it. And then I sent it to the Dean. And with my program director being my advisor, I think he kind of like spoke for me almost. Like he also had me in neuro. So he knew who I was as a student. And I was in his office probably every week, like, hey, what's up? Even if I didn't have anything to talk about. So we're very closely acquainted. Um, so I think I didn't, I don't, I didn't write a letter. I don't remember writing a letter. I feel like I would remember writing a letter. So I'm going to say I didn't. Um, and yeah, I just kind of waited. I think I waited for the dean to email me. Oh, my program director emailed me. I remember that. She approved it. He emailed me and said, you know, everything's fine. We're going to be in this time, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just looking for a job. And then he reached out to me when something was available. So that was something that, you know, I just took advantage of in that time, that space of the unknown, but still it was a pretty short settling process of like, 
okay, well, this is the next step. I think with the new program as well, like with it being the first cohort, it was kind of the unknown of them as well. Like, how do we deal with students like this? Like, how are we gonna go about it? So um, we were like the guinea pigs of that. And I don't know if that process has changed or if they're making new like moves with that. But as far as we went, it was sign appeal and continue with the next cohort, so. Got it. Okay. So yeah, just, you know, signing, signing a piece of paper. And that's great that your advisor is the program director. And like we said earlier, just someone who can vouch for you hundred percent and always be there for you through the process, whether it's really short um, and you just sign something or really long where you have to wait and something's mailed to you. And it's, you know, it's the power of uh, really like the program that you're in people truly care about your well-being and about um, you, like making sure that you start and you're okay and you're ready. So I think that's such a huge thing. Thank you so, so much for sharing. And Chloe, for you, uh, if you wanted to share, like when you, um, well, actually share everything and anything you want. <laughs> with yeah, I'll give you a quick synopsis of like the first time I left voluntarily. So they allowed me to come back in the fall when I was ready. I just needed a letter from my counselor saying like, she's got these coping strategies. This is her plan. And it went really well. Um, I didn't have any trouble. I did really well up until third year when everything happened with my clinical. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it's a really long story. So I'm going to do it really short. But um, what happened was my CI at the time, um, didn't think I was being safe because there were times like my anxiety would get so high with her watching or saying like, you're going to do like, you're going to do bad when you go see this patient or just like putting me down right before. And it makes you very high anxiety. And this is not the case for everyone. So no, I hope no one, it's a very far and few in between. Um, so she basically told my program, cause I told her in confidence, like, Hey, like, I don't feel safe going, um, not safe. I don't feel comfortable with the ICU. Um, it's a, a space that I feel like in a couple of years, I'll feel comfortable. I was like, but on the step-down units, I feel great. Like on the floors, she went to my program, told them that. And then they thought that because of my anxiety, I wouldn't be safe in like with patients or something like that. And it led to this whole catapult of things that I had never experienced before. Cause I had, you know, it was my last clinical, like I had done everything. Um, so it basically led to a lot of meetings with my program director, constant, and I paid tuition for this whole semester that I did nothing. And I'm being candid with you guys because I'm done. So I can, I can be candid about it. Um, <laughs> so I, it was basically tuition um, paid for meetings and then wanting me to come up with like a learning contract to um, come up with different ways that I'll do it. But ideally they knew what they wanted me to do. And it took a whole semester for them to tell me that. And so I wasted a lot of money doing that. Um, that was part of the problem. And then the second half of my appeal process, I didn't have to go in front of the dean or anything, luckily, but the second half of it was they wanted me to report to this thing um, that basically people who have like drug issues or tolerance issues, things like that have trouble with that follows you throughout your career. So you have to tell like everybody who, that you work with that you're in this program basically. And it's, it's a very weird program. So I don't mean to like scare anybody, but I was like, I'm not any of those things. I just had, it was situational, like the whole anxiety thing, like, you know, and everybody who knew me outside of the program, like knew that. And like, it was this big thing. So I had to write a letter, meet with the Dean, like the 
director of the program. And I, I, I'll, I won't lie, like I cried while reading that letter. I had to read it to her. And I was like, this is my whole life. I was like, I had residency plan. I had a job lined up and all of that got taken because of one person's opinion. And like, you guys have known me for a long, long time. So it was like this big process up and down, up and down. And then um, basically I remediated. They wanted me to do some practical stuff, um, a couple like tests, et cetera. And then I did it and I passed. Um, and I, personally, I don't feel that my appeal thinks, appeal process was fair to the situation. And I feel like everybody's is different. And I think some, some schools do a better job than others. So take it with a grain of salt and look into your school's processes because there's always someone to guide you as well. Um, there is someone, even if someone doesn't tell you there is. Um, and one thing I wanted to bring up, the ombudsman is someone at every university who you can go to and ask for help that is, um, what is it, non-biased. So there's always someone to help. And hopefully my, my thing didn't scare you guys, but I just wanted to be candid about it, so. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of that because like you said, every program is different and just being able to um, be open about it and open about, you know, I paid tuition just to go to meetings and uh, and read a letter and, you know, not, not feel great. But um, yeah, like you said, you know, we're all going to have different situations and it may be with clinical rotations and that's, you know, it's really like depending on your CI and not everyone's going to have a great CI. You're not going to have a great relationship. And um, I just thank you for bringing awareness to that too. And Jordane, how was the process uh, for you as well? Yeah, so when I initially talked to my program chair about taking a leave, um, she told me to talk to different people. Um, so one was like, um, kind of like the person you go to for uh, like student study tips. And then there was another person who um, is in charge of like ADA. And so I talked to those people because I think it was trying to figure out whether I needed to take a medical leave or a personal leave. Um, and for our program, um, you fill out a form, you note if you're taking a medical leave or a personal leave, you also give a date on like when you're estimated to come back. Um, but anyways, um, with a medical leave, you're required to get a letter from a medical professional stating why you're taking a medical leave. Um, so I think for Christine's case, that would make more sense. Um, but for my case, um, it, I ended up taking a personal leave and just writing a little blip of like um, things that happened, like that I wasn't uh, capable um, at the moment to go on to be a successful student. Um, and then during the break, when I was in the process of coming back, um, I sent an email to my chair just to make sure like, hi, so you know, I'm interested in coming back. Um, she mailed me back. Um, we met um, by Skype because Corona happened. So it was a lot of, um, it's a lot of a verbal agreement, I think, with my appeals process. Um, so the program chair met with the faculty of the program. Um, they met because just because you want to come back doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the faculty will, you know, accept you. And so um, I was very nervous when I was uh, going to talk to my program chair um, about coming back because uh, 
they found my blog. So um, during the nine month break, I made a series of blog posts, um, just kind of like letting out my feelings and then talking about what happened um, in hopes that somebody would find it inspiring or like, um, like relatable. Um, so the faculty read my blog and they weren't necessarily too um, impressed per se. So, um, and a lot of things happened since I wrote that the last blog post, which was like in December. So, and then it was like in February. So I was like, I've changed so much since then. And so I explained to her like the things that I would change um, from when I was there before, like study patterns and, and studying with other people and just a bunch of different things and like coping strategies. And so um, when the chair of my program said that the faculty agreed to let me back in, I was just like relieved, like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. Um, so pretty much it was just me finding the form on the uh, school website, filling it out saying, hey, I'm returning. And then um, also emailing it to, uh, the proper people. So the form has to go through the chair to approve and then it also has to go through um, the Department of Student Affairs to approve. So um, then after that they were able to lift off my hold for registering for classes. And so um, for a while I wasn't getting really a response and I still had a hold. So it was a lot of initiative to like email and be like, hey, did you send the form? Hey, did they approve it? Like because this is my end, like, and I get it, part of it's like Corona. And so the process is kind of slow because everybody's working from home. But um, I will say that trying to come back takes a lot of initiative, like not only um, like keeping teachers accountable, but also like proving to yourself that and to the program that you are um, willing to come back and that you've changed. Um, and I think because of the whole time when I was in PT school before, like I would always uh, go to faculty to review my exams. If I was struggling, um, I would always talk to faculty about it. And so I think that was a really big like uh, characteristic, I guess, or proof evidence that um, they were willing to let me uh, restart where I left off. I'm so proud of all of you. Like, I'm just so blown away every time. I just just want to give you all a big hug. I wish we were all doing this in real life right now. That would be, well, Kelsey, I'll just go over to the room. But <laughs> if you guys don't know, Kelsey's my roommate. Um, but we're moving this week. That's a whole nother story. Um, so last question. I got to head out after this, but I'm going to watch the replay of all your answers. So Kelsey, we're starting with you. Tips for... SPTs who are restarting how to reintegrate into their next class and tips for the people who are in the next class to welcome those who are reintegrating and go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Sarah has asked me this question before, so I have it sort of in the back of my mind. Um, so for me, tips for students coming in remember that like you're not the same student that left um and that you know time has you know a, let you change and to try different things because you know what you did the first time around might have worked for some things but not for all so try something new um and you know be willing to 
you know, to be open with your classmates. I, you know, I at first was like scared to tell anybody that I was a restart student because um, I was the only one restarting. So I didn't have like a buddy. Um, so I was a little scared to begin with, but like feel willing to talk to people um, about it and be open. Um, and yeah, try something new. Definitely, you know, find people to study with for certain classes and, you know, find, you know, sort of a new norm that way. Um, and for students to like integrate you, you know, be welcoming as you would with like anyone else who's in the cohort, like they're another student just like you, you know, be welcoming. Um, I don't know, I was fine with like getting asked questions, but also remember that like, because they're a restart student, we don't have all the answers. So like, don't expect us to have all the answers. Like we're, we are restarting. So like, obviously we've gone through something and there's a reason why we're restarting. And like, that's up to us to tell you everything, but also like, understand that like if you have a question about a test don't ask us ask the teacher because <laughs> like that was the hardest part for me is like I was getting asked questions about tests and I was like you know uh you know I like had a hard time figuring out how to answer those questions and finally was just like you know what ask the teacher I'm not the one to ask I'm not the GA I'm not the TA I'm not the teacher ask them so yeah, that's sort of my my two cents there. All good things. And that's a good that's a good one. Just just say, ask the professor, like, I don't remember everything. Like, you know, they think that you just remember test questions. Hopefully the test has changed a little. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was amazing, uh, just insight and advice. So thank you for that, Kelsey and Paige. Okay, so for a student coming, like restarting, um, I guess my biggest piece of advice is don't feel you have to tell everyone. Um, take your time and like come to terms with it because restarting for me, it was like, kind of scary um, because it's a whole bunch of new people, even though I had Christine and some other classmates with me who restarted as well. Um, it's still very personal. And the questions that I was anticipating, um, some, they happened from some people, but that's what held me back for a while. Um, but then also to follow up with what Kelsey said, uh, try different tactics because obviously your original ones didn't work that well. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help to learn different ways to study. Uh, and then for the classmates welcoming in a restarting student, um, I guess just let them come to you uh, at first. And then when, like once they've all come out, uh, which is actually funny because some of my classmates didn't know that I was a restart um, and told me like this past semester, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I thought everyone knew. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just be welcoming um, and 
don't expect us to have all the answers because we're probably going to pick up on a lot of new things that we didn't hear the first time in class, which will like certainly will like to share that with you because you may not pick up on all of those little things. Um, but we're also taking new classes as well. Cause like Christine said, our curriculum changed. So I didn't know how like half of the classes I was taking. Um, I was only retaking like two or three, I think at the time. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. especially with um, like not having people come to you, you know, in the very beginning and just asking you like, have time, like be respectful. Um, and like you said, some people may not know until the end of the semester. And so uh, that's a really big, big thing. And for, ah, and Christine, for you, um, what would you, what would you say? Oh man. Um, so I'm like, my mind is with Paige a lot on this one, on the <laughs> advice for people come, people that are restarting. Um, I actually touched on this in like two blog posts ago on my blog um, about like restarting the new cohort, because like, I think something that's really important is to like ask for help and like, don't feel bad about asking for help. And like, and if you're in your professor's office every week or every couple of days, like th that's what they're there for. Um, and I think like what was kind of, like kind of weird, well, not like, like a, a thing that stuck out to me when I restarted like anatomy and like the, like for me, I, like I treated it as awkward in my mind because I still had a lot of shame that I was working through regarding like, um, having restarted because not all of my former classmates knew what happened. None of these new ones knew what happened. And I, cause I was really embarrassed about those grades that kicked me out. I was really, really embarrassed and I felt dumb and like all the, all the, all the things. And so like all, we had like, I don't even know how many TAs, but there was a bunch of TAs for gross anatomy in August. And so it was like really tough working, um, having them be my tutors while they were also used to be classmates because one of them was like too candid with me while she was, while we were in the anatomy lab. And I was like, girl, you can't be saying that in front of the newbies and me just because you know me. So that was really like, that was a, like a weird thing for me. Um, but I think my tip there is just try to be adaptable and kind of go with the flow of what's going on. Remember that you're now a student with these new people and those people are your tutors. So even though like, yeah, you might've been super friendly with them before, you kind of have to like respect them as tutors and they should be treating you like a student, even if they're not. Um, but it was really great because all my professors already knew who I was. So they didn't have to relearn my name or Paige's name. And for, and then for people, and then I guess my like tips for people that are um, classmates welcoming in someone that's restarting, and I think it's just like, don't ask us directly what happened if you know that we're a restart. Because odds are, like, if you were like me, I only had like three months off and I hadn't processed everything yet. Like, we don't want to talk about it or we're still really sensitive about it, depending on what the situation was, what the circumstance was, what's going on for us personally, how open we are about it. Um, 
because I might be really open about it now, but I wasn't back then. Um, Cause I used to just say, yep, I stepped down from the class above and that's it. That's all I would say. Um, because like being in the three plus three program for anyone that's restarting within the three plus three program or any other program, it's it can be kind of weird because people will be like, Hey, where'd you go to undergrad? And I'll be like, well, I went here, but I graduated in May and got, you know, got my bachelor's, but I'm not like, <laughs> it was just like, it was an awkward, like, how do I, how do I work? Yeah. It was like, how do I put this together and word it in a way that makes sense? Um, so just be kind. Don't like, like Kelsey and Paige said, don't expect us to have all the answers because there's a reason we're there restarting. And we might know what the practical is going to look like, but they also might've changed it up because the curriculum changed. Like, you know, you never know. Um, so that's my, that's my, those are my tips. Awesome tips. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, and all those are are really big. And especially when it comes to like seeing your former classmates be GAs. And, you know, if you are in anatomy or if you're going through uh, MSK and they're, um, they're a GA in the class, it's, it's like having that um, like, you know, relationship, you know, this is, you, you could still be friends, but like you said, not um, just outwardly speaking and um, even like asking around your new classmates um, and just establishing that early on. So thank you for touching on that too, because I think that's important. And Drew, for you, what advice would you give? Um, to people restarting, I would say just stay positive and don't isolate yourself because you need to study with people like you need to find your people so you got to do it some way like it might be awkward for those people to come up to you so maybe be the person that opens the door um uh, I also would say to the people who are welcoming in people who are restarting is be kind I guess yeah like what you guys said be kind because we're sensitive right now and it's hard. Um, <laughs> um, but also just, I mean, like you guys were saying, don't ask me all the questions because I don't know. But at the same time, like we do know some stuff, but my disclaimer was like, but I'm here for a reason. So don't try to cut, don't take what all that I said to heart because I might be wrong. And sometimes I was wrong or some things changed. And then they're looking at me like, well, now we know why you're here. It like, don't judge me when you're the one who came to me for the questions. Now you're hurting my feelings and I was just trying to help you. You know, so that's just a little experience that I experienced and would like to share so that somebody from either side can take that and go with it. Oh, that was good. Mic drop on that. Like, seriously, that was, uh, that was, that was huge. And, um, you have to, yeah, you just have to say like, yeah, maybe we're wrong. And, and then that's why you go to ask the professor. Like, so, um, anyway, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, Chloe for you. Yeah. 
Um, I wrote, I was taking some notes because y'all brought up some really great points. Um, I think the first thing I want to say is that you're not less than anyone for having to repeat. Um, you're still on that same playing field. And my biggest piece of advice, I know we all process and do things at a different rate, um, is to give yourself that time, but it's not the end of the world because there's still a path in front of you and you can do it. Um, you know, we're all proof of that. It's just about how, for me, it's perspective. Like this really bad thing happened to me, but what am I going to do to like flip it? You know, how can I see the positive? Even though it's so hard to see silver lining sometimes, I promise you there is a small one and cling on to that because that's what's going to pull you through. Um, and then your story can inspire someone else. So you might not be ready to tell it today, but I, one day there might be someone that you cross paths with that needs to hear that. Um, and I think counseling is a great, great addition. I think physical therapy school is very draining. Um, and there's nothing wrong with needing that mental health break because it's for you. It's like working out, you're working out your brain. So I, yeah. And I think that's all I took notes on. Um, and I, oh, it's okay to have a complicated story to your physical therapy journey, because like, I know we're all like, well, I said, I started this year and I, you know, but it's okay. Like you can be honest with that and just, you know. I found that with my journey, that honesty has gotten me far and people really have been like, wow, like, that's really cool. Like, I didn't know that about you or, you know what I mean? So it's okay at the end of the day. So I'm really proud of all of you guys. Oh, I love that so much. And, um, uh, like everyone's story is unique and it may be, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, things wove woven that the word woven in um and you know it's just taking that time um and just like you said you know sharing your story when you're ready because so many students uh need to hear it and they may not um have been ready to share until they hear something like all of you has said have said and it's that one moment where they're like okay i'm ready to share what i went through um and keep inspiring other people so thank you for saying that and jordan for your piece of advice, pieces of advice. Yes. So um, I think my welcoming in is different from everyone's. Um, so being a second year SPT coming back in, I kind of already know the cohort that I'm now joining already since they were first years when I was a second year. So I, I want to say I know like 95% of them. So um, faculty and students just welcomed me back with open arms. Um, the president, like the night before classes started, the president texted me and was like, hey, welcome. Um, do you want me to add you to like our class group meetings? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then she was like, hey, everybody welcome Jordan. And I was like, hey, and then I just pretty much laid out like a full disclaimer of hi, like, I think I know most of you, but if you don't, I hope to get to know you soon. Um, so, you know, like I kind of went through like a quarter life crisis, but now I'm back. And um, since the whole pandemic happened and like, since I've gone, like teachers have changed the curriculum, the structure of the classes kind of changed, especially the ones that I was retaking. So um, definitely don't ask me to help you in those classes. Cause I'm pretty much just starting new, like all of you. Um, but I feel like I'm also integrating myself into the class, like making more efforts. But personally, that's me because I'm an extrovert like that. So um, I know during this time of online learning, it's kind of hard to contact classmates in a more freely basis. So someone 
was initiating like a brown bag. So people get on like separate Zoom meeting calls and like talk during lunch hour. And so um, I've done that once. And so I got to know some of my classmates that way. Um, I would say as a student restarting, um, definitely establish, establish healthy habits um, before you come in. Wellness is like a really big thing for me and I know a lot of you. So um, like exercise, like meditate, that's what I've been incorporating, go to therapy, like do whatever it takes to get your mind and head in the right space. Um, also um, be patient um, for me as like being a halftime student, I have more time to learn some of the more difficult concepts in classes. And so for my peers that are full-time, they're still trying to master everything. So for me, I have to practice patience and like recognize that my peers don't, haven't learned everything yet or haven't had the time to learn everything yet. So um, there's that. And then um, let's see, um, for those who are like welcoming a restart, um, yeah, so, um, if the, it, I guess it's just read the vibe of the person. If they're not willing to share their story, like, you know, don't ask about it, but definitely like talk to them and try to include them in everything. Like if you're gonna hang out somewhere socially, like include them. Um, yeah, so definitely, I think those are the tips that I have. I made a Instagram post about like preparing for coming back to school for those who are trying to restart, so. Awesome. Seriously, this was so powerful and so inspiring. And you all are just amazing role models for so many students and for everyone who's going to listen to this and watch it. There's going to be a few people who this really resonates with. And, you know, you, you all like having, having them, um, you know, when they're ready to, to share their story and, um, to have their voice heard. And we just want to, Sarah, Sarah on behalf of Sarah, um, I know she wanted to say this, but thank you all so much. And for everyone uh, who wants to reach out to you on social media, if we can go real quick and where can they find you, um, best place to find you on social media? Uh, Kelsey, we'll start with you. We'll just go back in order. Um, well, I'm on Instagram. You can find, um, uh, my tag at Kelsey hand on Instagram, um, or in the student physical therapy website, just Google, you know, type in my name under the search and you'll be able to find me there. Feel free. Yeah. Reach out, message us. I know that I'm more than willing to talk to anyone who's got questions or just wants someone as a support, even, you know, sometimes just having someone who understands what you're going through to just, you know, talk to is very helpful. I know that made a huge difference for me the summer before I started is I talked with another restart student. Awesome. And Paige. Okay. Uh, I'm on Instagram at SPT underscore Paige. Um, and you can find me on the Student Physical Therapy Facebook page. Christine. Oh, and if you have like a blog or you can say that too, blog, any other, yeah. I, you get to me and that's when you say it. <laughs> no, that's why I was like, wait. Hey. Okay, I'm going full nerd. Is this backwards? Oh, yeah. No, it's perfect. You can see it. Okay, yeah. this is my Instagram at mindbody underscore SBT. And then my blog is mymindbodypt.com. 
And I also have like a contact me page within my blog too. So perfect. Thank you. I mean, within the group as well. Yeah. <laughs> Drew. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the curly DPT, as well as the curly DPT.com is my blog page. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Chloe. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Chloe Marino, or on Instagram, Chloe without the E, uh, Marino. Awesome. And Jordan. I also went the Christine route and I wrote it on oh. um, post-it. So yes. it's pretty much my name on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, at Jordan Enriquez. Yes, I'm on TikTok. I think I'm funny and I make funny TikToks. Yes. You should follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I have a lot of content coming out on there, um, but also on Instagram. And then my blog is also my name, jordanenriquez.com. Um, but yeah, um, you can also find me in the Student PT Network, but my Facebook is private, so I might not respond right away. The best way to contact me is Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. And thank you, everyone, for watching live, Team Replay. Comment below. And we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on and sharing your stories. And we hope you all have a great night. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.